Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Ancient Health Podcast. You are going to love this episode, especially if you're one of the many that are facing challenges with viral infections. We're talking cold, flu, RSV, you name it, everybody's kids are sick. Okay, maybe it's just mine. Hopefully it's not your household as well but it's cold and flu season. And what you may not realize is that there are underlying conditions that can make you more susceptible, not only to infection, but to how you respond to that infection. So our resident doc, Dr. Motley, is gonna walk us through some of those conditions that may make you more prone to experiencing colds in a more severe way. So I hope you enjoy this. You're gonna pick up plenty of tips, lots of herbs, all of the things that you know about TCM that will help prepare your body for cold and flu season, but also shorten the length of the infection and help you recover quicker. One other note that we wanted to share is that during this holiday season, our team is going to be taking a couple of short little breaks. So one of those will be the week of Thanksgiving. You may notice that a new episode will not drop the week of Thanksgiving. We decided we wanted to gift our team a week off. So enjoy the week with your family, with your friends, with your community. Hope you get some downtime. I hope you feel rested. I hope that you enjoy moments of gratitude, but we will see you the following week and we look forward to serving you over the next coming months towards the end of the year. All right, guys, enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to the Health Institute podcast. I'm your host today, Dr. Chris Motley and Courtney sends her best and so does Dr. Axe. Uh, today, we wanted to talk about an important subject that's going to be happening here and it's already happening because it is a fall season. It's going to be the time for a cold and flu And what are some of the recommendations to help you bump up your immune system to help you with fighting off those common colds, those viruses? We know we've had the scares. We've had um, all the viruses like RSV and COVID and and, uh, cold viruses that are circulating in our uh, our environment. But what are some of the things that we can do to actually help bump up our immune system and actually help our bodies fight off these infections? It may sound a little cliche and a little common for this time of the year, but I like to take a uh, Chinese medicine aspect of it, but also intertwine it with Western medicine. So in this podcast, guys, let's talk about what are some of the things that we can do to help. Well, first of all, let's talk about the information about how viruses and colds and bacteria can affect us. And let's then talk about what are some of the things that we can do in our daily lives to help bump up our immune system and some of the supplementation. I want to make this podcast really, really simple, succinct, uh, easy to understand and When we're talking about the immune system, remember, it is just that your body acts like an iPhone. When you have apps on your phone, your body operates the same way. So if you have 30 different apps that are still running on your phone and you haven't swiped them off, those apps are draining your battery power. Does that make sense? So what do we do to save battery power is to swipe them off. Well, our body, our neurology does the same thing. All technology mimics neurology. So our bodies are busy trying to run other apps if they are present. Namely, let's say there's other viruses or other mold or yeast or parasites. And these infections are in other parts of the body, but those are apps running in the background. And when you encounter a new virus, let's say it's adenovirus or COVID, or if it's it's an RSV, if it's a flu virus, it is hard for your body to go in and clean that up if your body is running all these other apps in the background. So you want to be able to swipe off the other apps, but the way you swipe off is to build energy 
by building the energy within your cells known as mitochondria. So mitochondria produces ATP. ATP is an energy molecule that is produced within the mitochondria, which are the power plants within each of your cells. So your muscle cells have about 1500 mitochondria. Your heart has about 2,500 and your brain has about 5,000 mitochondria in each cell. The only cells that don't have it are red blood cells. So your body needs to produce energy to be able to swipe off the old apps. Let's say in this cold season that you have had in the past mono or strep or Epstein-Barr virus, or even had really bad cases of staph infections in the throat, swollen tonsils, swollen lymph nodes. When those are in play, chronic things that lead to chronic allergies every season. I always ask my patients, if you've encountered that, put that in your memory backlog. Those are infections, if they have not been thoroughly cleansed, can still stay around in your nervous system, in your body, that would create the infectious uh, rampage in the body. But those old infections can stay in your system and continuously burn energy off your battery. And then now, if you are around somebody that has a really bad case of strep throat, or if they had astrovirus or parainfluenza, and it gets in your body, your body goes, I don't have enough energy to fight this new guy off. I have to go fight the old ones or vice versa. I can't do both. So you'll find yourself, when I find myself with patients that come in, we'll do a lot of kinesiology testing and muscle testing. We'll do electrodermal screening and I'll check and they'll have different evidence of different types of symptoms of different types of viruses. And we send them off to get blood work to verify but we do our form of testing to see what things could, what are some of the possibility of the infections. And you'll start to see that patients, when they go get tested, they'll say, oh, I have evidence of Epstein-Barr virus, but also have RSV or I have, um, you know, SARS. And the reason they had that, they said, because the, the infection from before the Epstein-Barr virus was always there. It was dormant. It was the app in the background. The infection rate gets so tired uh, your, the infection rate caused you to become tired because you're a dormant carrier that it was draining you of energy this whole time, caused chronic fatigue syndrome. And all of a sudden, uh, things start to, to bubble up to the surface. And then it allows other things to accumulate. So during the cold season, you'll start to see where a patient gets a different type of virus and they'll have a mold and then they can have yeast or they can have parasites come to the surface. And they're like, oh man, it's hitting me all at once, especially in this time of year, same time every year. So when that occurs, I always focus I'm looking at some of the things that you can do and I can do to help strengthen the body. But so what are the common small things that we can do to start preparing ourselves for this fall season? And what are some of the herbs and spices that we can actually do? And what are some of the foods? Number one, this is not personal healthcare advice, but it's just me just giving my thoughts and uh, education. I always usually use ionic silver sprays. One of the biggest things that you'll find in the environment is that there's going to be a lot of germs floating around in the air. So I use ionic silver or even colloidal silver spray. And of the best one of your choice, you know, there's so many. Nature Sunshine has Silver Shield. Um, Desbio has a great silver. And there's Silver Cillin. Um, there's Argentine 23. There's so many good products out there. And you use those sprays to spray into the nostrils and even have a, a mouth spray. And some usually use gels around the nostrils to keep and try to neutralize with the ions of silver to kill the infection. That's one way to do it. That's one way to start. Using diffusers, an oil diffuser, using things like OnGuard or Melaleuca, um, things that are like uh, if you even put Melaleuca or tea tree oil. Um, I'm not promoting like either any essential oil company. I'm saying that the equivalent of having uh, certain um, oils such as uh 
citrus, such as orange, such as, and they have, you can use cinnamon, uh, you can use ginger, you can use lemon, you can use different herbal, I mean, oil combinations. Um, and you can put those into a diffuser and have them going in your room so it cleans the air. Even some individuals use oregano during this time of year because oregano is very cleansing, but it can be very strong. So I'd say, you know, doTERRA has OnGuard, uh, Young Living and a few other companies have their equivalent of that. Um, and you can use, this, you know, you can use cinnamon, you can use thyme, um, you could use a citrus blends. And those in themselves actually help cleanse the air of the infection. So you can have those diffusing in your room, in your house. Uh, those are really, that's a big indicator. Hydration. If you don't drink more than eight cups of water in a day, you are already setting yourself back not to fight off a virus or infection. You can take all the supplements in the world and you can have all the diffusing you ever have in going in your house. But if you don't drink water, you have to have oxygen. You have to have hydrogen. You have to have oxygen to run your liver's metabolic processes known as methylation. You have to have oxygen. So some people use flavored water. They use different metabolites. Some patients don't like the taste of water. So I have them take that and take electrolytes or amino acids. I'm going to get to where I'm starting putting up some links and these things when I start to, um, you know, when I start talking about these, so you can just click on them and start getting them. But I just wanted you guys to know that whenever you have electrolytes, um, I use some from pure encapsulations. I'm not promoting them. I, I like their products pretty well. Even designs for health has really good ones. But if you put electrolytes in the water, but you need water to help with any infection, you need to have clean air. You have to be able to circulate the air in the house. That's the next thing. If you're staying stuffy with an air, you need to cleanse the air in your house or your room because if there's any mold in the house or any mold in the air or there's any stagnant air, you have to have fresh air coming in. You don't want to get too cold of air, but fresh air is a big indication. These seem simple, but I'm telling you, these make the difference. Daily intake of vitamin C. These are just the basics, guys. If you do this every day in your, in your time during the season, you will fight off infections 85, 90%. Guaranteed. I use the powder form. I use Seeking Health's um, vitamin C powder. There is really good vitamin C powders that have things like rutin, that have quercetin in them, acerola, cherries. Find the vitamin C product that is actually really like when you drink it or when you take it in, you don't have to take a powder, but you can take a pill. But if you're doing 2,500 milligrams, maybe 2,500 to 4,000, Three, three times a day, you think, oh my goodness, I'm going to have diarrhea. You got to find, the, no, you won't. You have to find the vitamin C source that doesn't make you go to the restroom and have high amounts of diarrhea. You want to make sure that you find a vitamin C source that doesn't make you have stomach upset. You can push yourself to the point where you go, I just took 8,000 to 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day and I started to fill it in my stomach. Back off from there. But what happens is vitamin C helps dry up the mucus. It helps keep the mucus loose. So, you know, when people have to hawk a loogie or have to spit up something, Sometimes they get stuck in their throat or down the base of the throat and they can't spit it out it's because they don't have enough vitamin C or vitamin D. So vitamin C is crucial. Vitamin D is another one. Not everybody can absorb vitamin D readily. That's another topic. That's genetics. Vitamin D receptors are needed to help you absorb vitamin D. But I say find the vitamin D that works for you, which whenever I say that, I say there's liquid vitamin D, there's liposomal vitamin D. Um, I like pure encapsulations. Uh, Dr. McCullough has a really good liposomal vitamin D. Seeking health does too. But if you're taking lots of vitamin D and you still get blood work and your vitamin D levels are low, like 25 to 30, then you may have to use a different form. Or you may have a leaky gut or biofilms where you're not absorbing the vitamin D very well. But I want to say this. Now, be careful if you have blood thinners and you talk about vitamin K. If you have vitamin D levels and they're staying low, 
Get your vitamin A levels check. You can use that with a spectra cell, spectra cell, intracellular, see if your vitamin A levels are up to par. Vitamin A and vitamin K and vitamin E help modulate or help shape the receptor sites on your cells to absorb vitamin D. And so you need the proper amounts of vitamin A, vitamin K, and vitamin E to help your body absorb vitamin D. It's not lost. You, and hope is not lost. You can use vitamin A and K and E to help with vitamin D absorption. So if you have problems, talk to your primary care physician, talk to your holistic practitioner about using these additional er, vitamins to help you absorb vitamin D. So we talk about vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K, and vitamin E. And if you have blood thinners, talk to your doctor about vitamin K. I love these. I like uh, really good immune boosters. When we talk about herbals, I like to move and there's a few. You had to find the one that resonates with you. Okay. Uh, when we talk about herbals, when I say one that resonates with you, it's my rule. If you can have good, better bowel movements, better restful sleep, and you have more sustained energy in the afternoon of the day, and you start to see that building over weeks, you're taking these herbs. After a few weeks, you're taking these herbs. That's the herb for you. You do not want it to make you feel worse. If you have a viral infection or you feel something coming on, you don't want it to make you feel worse. It should make you feel more sustained and stronger. Here are some of the common ones that I find are the biggest ones. And um, I'm going to try to put it on my, you know, my Instagram link tree at time. I'll, I'll tell you like some of the things that I've seen work really well. Okay. Astragalus. Astragalus Supreme is a really good product or just astragalus in general. It's a huge immune builder in Chinese medicine. I've seen it work really well. It's an overall immune strengthener to help you find out the viruses, bacteria, and mold. I love astragalus. I like andrographis, andrographis. That's another good immune builder. I also like some of my big heavy hitters that kill off infections. Here's four of them. I want you to write these down. These are not to take all the same time, but research them. I like neem, which is an Ayurvedic herb. Neem is a great cleanser of infections, bacteria, viral, mold, yeast, parasites. The same can be said for Chinese coptis, C-O-P-T-I-S, Chinese coptis. It's an overall antibacterial used in Chinese medicine as one of their heavy hitters and herbs. I like woad, which is Chinese isotis, I-S-A-T-I-S. It is one that is used for, I mean, any infection, but mostly it'll kill off a lot of a viral infection. It has been known widely to kill a wide array, just like the coptis. It'll kill off parasites and yeast and mold and fungus and any of those extra additional old infections that are in your body that's allowing you weakening weakness to not able to fight the brand new infection. But woad is such a good infection cleanser and fight, fighter. Um, one of the uh, last ones I really do like, um, well, I have a mixture. I like Mirinda. It's, it's Noni. I always say that Noni is a really good a product. Noni powder made from noni fruit, and it'll kill the, the infections in your gut. But also, I, I find that there's a, a couple other ones, and I, know I said four, but here's a couple of ones. I like Mangista, which is a, a lymph tonic, and you want your lymph nodes to keep cleansing. The problem when you get a viral infection is that your lymph can be very slow and very, uh, it doesn't move as quick, but Mangista helps pump that stuff up. And then I like to look at um, chrysanthemum. Yes, chrysanthemum powder. It really definitely helps clean up. It is great for the kidneys. It helps cleanse the kidneys. It helps strengthen the kidneys. It helps get vitality and increases the chi to the kidneys. Now, all these can't, you don't want to use them all at once. But if you look and research them, I mean, there's great websites. I love Supreme Nutrition Products because they just have a great job of like explaining what they do. But when you find the one that resonates with you, you will find a good combination. Like I work with my patients. I'll go, okay, take these two together. Uh, you always ask your primary care if you're pregnant. Uh, if you have any questions, but you will see that these things can really, really cleanse the body effectively and efficiently. So we're talking about some of the common things we need to do. 
And we talked about some of the vitamins and minerals we needed to, do, to take and also the herbs and the spices. I, I think that whenever you're around people that are sick, I think it's really important that you make sure that you keep your hydration up and keep those oils diffusing and keep that vitamin C and vitamin T going within your body. But these other herbs help me to keep cleansed strong. I use Chinese skullcap personally. I find that it actually helps me so well because I mean, it is one of those that like helps my insulin levels, my blood sugar levels, helps me with my hormones, helps me with fighting off infection. It is awesome. So um, those are some of the common things. Other things that you want to do to avoid, you want to avoid high amounts of processed sugar. You want to avoid too much wheat and gluten. You want to avoid high amounts of corn or corn starches or corn um, starch powder. Um, avoid dairy as much as possible, cow dairy. And anything that has high amounts of like fructose, corn syrup, or high refined sugars. Inflammatory processes are driven by high amounts of sugar. If you're dehydrated and you have too much sugar, it'll make you more inflamed and more, make you more susceptible to the infection. It'll actually help your blood sugar levels and your cholesterol levels to actually help your liver work properly to build your immune system. That is another big hitter. Dehydration, avoid sugars. If you do that, you're going to find out that you're going to be hitting it hard and doing well. Now, you want complex carbs because when you're sick, your body wants energy. So complex carbs like sweet potatoes, yams, or yucca root, um, and even like certain types of beans for individuals are really good for good carbs and starches in this diet. But I would say, please avoid things that have high amounts of processed sugars in them, trans fats, anything that's fake, please don't eat it. You need this time, and this is like building up your immune system. You want to incorporate, not everybody can do a lot of greens or salads, but I find things that have high mineral content to be some of the best things to help with cold flu seasons. Look at a multi-mineral as well, a multi-mineral. I like Designs for Health multi-minerals. I like Orthomolecular brand. I like their um, Reactive Multi-Minerals. It's such a great brand. I need to put that on my list here to show you guys. If you guys have questions, you can message us at the Health Institute or even message me at Dr. Motley and I can put those links up for you. Um, but if you want minerals, you want to have high amounts of minerals because they drive your Krebs cycle. And that Krebs cycle also helps with the uh, function of your liver and that helps your immune system. So I always say sea vegetables like seaweed soup, like in Chinese medicine or Korean seaweed soup. They call it, you know, it's um, milk gook soup. It's like the, that's what my mom calls it. It's really good to help with bringing in minerals into the body. So seaweed's really good for it. Bone broth is really good. Chicken broth is really good. You want to have those types of um, uh, soups that have lots of good like onions and garlic if you're not as sensitive to sulfites, but with the bone broth to actually help with bone marrow, to actually help you build red blood cells and bring, build strength. And you want things with lots of minerals like the bones. I also suggest Lou Rong. Lou Rong is elk antler. Check into elk antler. Elk antler has tons of minerals in them. And I'm telling you, athletes use it because it helps build their strength and build their, in, in, um, their fortitude, especially in this time of season. I actually ask people on Cissus, C-I-S-S-U-S. Cissus is an herb that athletes use and helps build bones, helps heal breaks, helps heal with inflammation in the joint. I'm telling you, and it actually helps with your immune system. These are just really, really easy things that you can do to help incorporate, to help with the cold and flu season. So I gave you some common things we want to do, some things that you want to avoid, some things that you want to incorporate within your diet. And um, some of the, the common pitfalls are like why, why we're dehydrated and filled with sugar during, because we're going to hit the time of Halloween and Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas. And we are all thinking about like this high carbs time. We got to avoid as much, do everything in moderation. I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I want to have a piece of pie. If I could, I haven't eaten a piece of pie in so long, but I mean, I'd crave it, you know, like chest pie, but man, every time I eat it, it just feels like every time I smell it, I feel like I get a cavity just from the smell. But anyway, 
but guys, these are some of the things that we need to look into. Remember, look into these herbs and see if they resonate with you because I've had such great success with killing off these infections and removing them by using a healthy dose of these herbs and just making small modifications to my diet, my lifestyle. I think that you incorporate infrared sauna. If you do an infrared sauna and sometimes people use PEMF, PEMF machines, pulse electromagnetic, those are great too. If you find a good health spa, use the infrared, you know, one time a week, use a PEMF machine, uh, do ionic foot baths, help those things to get those toxins out of your body to get that lymph moving. Okay. And if you want to do a vibration plate, use a vibration plate during the winter months. I say find ones you can do just, you can buy some off of Amazon for like 100, 115 bucks. And you can use a vibration plane to keep that lymph moving. These are just common things I see in my office that you can do to help you clean up and get the body moving. All right. I hope this has been helpful, guys. I want to know how much like more information I can give, but I want it to be digestible. So check these things out, guys. And I think less is more. The more simplistic you make things, the more you'll be able to fight off the infections. You don't have to be complicated. Um, and when I say use a silver sprayer, the nose sprays, like I've even done stuff when I had really bad lungs. I used to like those little uh, mist makers, little vapor makers, like you get like at Walgreens or something. And I'd put uh, a, like a half cup of uh, water and a, a, a quarter cup of uh, ionic silver and a little quarter, like a few drops of um, um, food grade hydrogen, 3%, uh, maybe like a almost another quarter cup. So it's like one cup. And then I put some drops of potty arco in there and I would just breathe that in and let that get into my, into my nostrils and just really, really cleanse that out. And then I would add incorporate like on guard in my diffuser and I would, or, you know, the equivalence of on guard. And I would use things that help me breathe uh, around my lungs with the, the good um, uh, essential oils that are there for breathing uh, for to vapor to help that your lungs increase the strength. So in Chinese medicine, you want the lungs and the large intestine to be strengthened uh, in this time of year. And when, when we get all these things cleaned out, I want to make sure this, when you start to use all these things, make sure during the fall season, you work on your grief. The lungs and the large intestine are represented by the emotions of grief, sadness, yearning, and crying. If you have unresolved grief or crying or sadness, you need to start resolving, doing therapy sessions, maybe do some neurofeedback like lens neurofeedback or NET, neuroemotional technique or EFT tapping for the lungs and the large intestine. You need to work on grief. It's hidden because it'll weaken your lungs and make you more susceptible to bronchitis, sinusitis, allergies, and cold and flu. I'm telling you, work on your grief. Cry it out this fall season. So guys, I hope this was helpful. Guys, check it out. Send me messages. If you guys want some links about some different types of supplements, I can send you some through my, uh, through my page. And um, I hope you guys are having a great day. All right, be blessed. Stay safe this, uh, this cold and flu season. And we'll talk soon. See you guys.